You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You have tuned in into 3CR's program Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind Closed Doors aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful, this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please connect with us on Twitter at bcd3cr or email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. Hi everyone and welcome to Behind Closed Doors. We are Australia's only sex worker radio show and we are on 3CR, 855 AM and digital radio. I'm Dean Lim and today Sassy Sin and I will be chatting about some of the news events that are happening. Hi Sassy, what's going on in the world? Hi Dean. What's happening? What's happening is something really bad actually happened in Azerbaijan. Um, a trans woman and also a sex worker was killed by her client in a very horrific attack. And also, the sad part is, the family refused to collect her body from the morgue or attend the funeral. It's really sad. Oh, that is sad because it's like, you know what, a, a life has been lost. A life has been taken way too short. Yeah. And it, it's just respecting someone, regardless mm. what they do for work. Work does not define who you are. She's still a person. You get what yes. I mean? Yes. I just think that there is so much stigma about being a sex worker. There is so much stigma about being trans. And it's just, Mm. I don't understand. Why can't we just, you know, respect people for who they are? You know, these trans people who are being murdered, most of them are sex workers, especially in the USA. There's there's plenty of them who's been murdered by clientele, especially trans women of color who are being murdered there. Yeah, murdered or assaulted. It's it's like yeah. it happens every week. It's just too common that there we hear too much about the violence perpetrated yeah. against people of colour, people who are trans, people who are also sex workers. That's just really disgusting that it happens. And I think that it, it, it sort of ties in with what we've been talking about on Behind Closed Doors in that we need to have sex work laws decriminalised so that we can, you know, at least get you know put an end to the stigma of being a sex worker and if sex workers have assaults or violence or crimes committed sex workers can go to the police without having any stigma without any threat of being put in jail yes of, you know without any fear without any fear without any fear yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly and at and at the moment we are uh, a lot of groups in Melbourne, Victoria are conducting a lot of sessions about the sex work law uh, review that MP Fiona Patton is heading. Mm. One of the groups that we know of is called Sex Workers Voices Victoria. They have a website, which is swvoicesvic.com. On the website, look for a page called Community in Conversation. And as of this week, they've begun their consultation process. There are all these different topics, such as laws and regulations, health issues, male sex workers, street-based sex workers' voices, migrant sex workers. So we strongly encourage 
current and former sex workers who work in Victoria or have worked in Victoria to also be a part of this process. Check out be this part website. Of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up is an interview of Dean and I with Katie, the editor of Red Magazine. Thank you for listening at Behind Closed Door at 3CR. Tune in to the station that gives voices to sex workers. Subscribe to 3CR. Hi everyone and welcome to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and Digital Radio. We are Australia's only sex worker radio show. I'm one of your hosts for today. My name's Dean Lim and I've also got Sassy Sin with me. Hi Sassy. Hi Dean. So we have Katie, the editor of Red Magazine, R-E-D Magazine. And Katie is from an organisation called RED, R-H-E-D, which is part of Star Health. Katie is a former sex worker and is now the editor of this incredible magazine that highlights voices from the sex worker community. And we're specifically, we'll be talking about issue 37 that has just been released. Hi, Katie. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Dean and Sassy. Thank you for having me. Hi, Katie. I was told that you're the new editor for Red Magazine. Am I correct? Yeah, correct. And correct. how long have you been in this position for? It's quite new, actually. I've been I've been with the program Red uh, for a little over a year now, and I took on the magazine portfolio straight away, so I hit the ground running. Bit of a learning curve, and I came from a background in community development, more working with young homeless people. It was interesting to step into a magazine portfolio. And you you never had any experience in magazines before? Not editing and not in the way that I'm doing it with Red Magazine. I've had a, people sometimes call me a slashy, um, I've had a myriad of different roles over <laughs> my working career and one of them was working with an LGBTI publication doing more photography and advertising so I've dabbled not in the way that this community magazine works. well I've read your magazine and it was tastefully done it's yeah so <laughs> thank you I'm really surprised you haven't had any experiences it seems like you had a very good experience with magazine editing in the past but I'm very surprised with this red magazine what you want readers to uh, read and know about this magazine? I guess it's important to me that it's a magazine largely by and for sex workers, so it stays really um, grassroots and community. It's also important to me that those contributing to the magazine can feel seen and elevated and a part of something collective that um, encourages connectiveness and uh, a sense of pride around the sex worker identity. It's been a pretty big win for me, especially with the last one coming out in recognising that I'm starting to be contacted by friends of contributors of the magazine, so people outside of the industry who are keen to get a copy of the magazine to support their mates. And, to, yeah, to me this starts to hint that those participating have been apt, like perhaps been able to use the magazine as a bit of a springboard to either start or to continue conversations with their friends and their peers around their experiences in, in the industry. And, um, yeah, to me that, that kind of highlights the visibility that um, sometimes comes from when you're proud of being a part of something. The feedback, you know, within my community, which is the male-to-male worker community, is that the, the magazine looks incredible and it definitely has changed over the years. 
Uh, so now, over you know, especially this edition for this year, it looks like a commercial magazine that you would buy in any store or news agency. It definitely looked like the Vogue September issue, <laughs> a lot thicker than the usual as well. Yeah, well, I I suppose that's testament to the the individuals that are involved because I mean they they make it look like Vogue. It's the people contributing, and I'm I'm only. Oh, as good as, or I, I only have the content to work with that, that people's life experiences give me. So it really is a, 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 you know, a collective effort, I think. And I'm really just the, the background hustle that pulls it all together. So it, it really is just to put a spotlight back on the people that participate in it and, and the diversity and the, um, the magnitude of strength and um, vulnerability that comes from talking about your lived experience. We've read the Red magazine in the past. It's, it's totally different image and concept with this issue number 37 because it's more of, it's very artistic, it's more fashionable and it's very tasteful, really tastefully done. Thank you. I, I think I, I understand what you're talking about with the, the, the changes that I have made, like, reaching outside of the sex industry for advertising just to include mm. different types of health organizations or LGBTI and sex worker inclusive organizations rather than looking specifically to brothels to get that advertising and yeah. in terms of the content trying to work with people to get more longer form work so that people can sit down and be immersed in an article for a period of time rather than little snippets. So, yeah, trying to give it a more uniform look and uh, continuity throughout the publication was, was a goal of mine. And I think starting to introduce a Q&A style of long-form interviewing um, has kind of helped um, to, to achieve that. And and you would want to know that, Sassy, because I interviewed you in it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was really surprised with how you wrote the article. It's so articulate. And it, as I say, it's very it's very classy. It's very tastefully done. And yeah, and even my friend agreed and actually already ordered a few more magazines that I'm going to pick up tomorrow. I have to send one to London. So, yeah. Oof. International. <laughs> International. <laughs> There's a few going to... Berlin as well so there you go <laughs> oh wow okay so yeah so you're global yeah, people, it's so it's so people are so impressed with this magazine to be honest it's it's, it's readable so you're going to change the look of the magazine now it's a bit more thicker and you know it's a bit more commercialized the parts that I'm thinking of in terms of the future of the magazine and how to continue it uh, the important part for me is to continue capturing a diverse range of voices and stories um, and just to continue fostering that sense of pride. I want workers and the people to give their stories to me. I want them to feel like they're also invested in. So mm. to me it's important to keep that hustle going with the magazine so that people um, feel invested in and feel like their story has a, a platform to be heard on that, yeah, really acknowledges how important their work is. Breathe in and out. You're listening to 3CR. I've had a few people come back and I didn't realise this until afterward, but I had some people querying if I'd intentionally made this issue an LGBTIQ-themed issue. Um, as, as someone mentioned, that they'd had to flip through a decent portion of the magazine before they'd reached an article that was um, either someone who was heterosexual or cisgender. Yes. And it made me pause and think, 
for a moment because I actually I hadn't intentionally curated the content this way, but one of the changes I have made with the magazine was to begin by asking each person how they would like to identify, including their pronouns. And the answers uh, highlighted that there's just so much fluidity and diversity within the industry and how a large portion of workers often operate within that heteronormative construct when it comes to business, but this Mm. isn't often necessarily congruent with the way that they would choose to identify in their personal lives. And, yeah, so I guess actively weaving in other parts of a person's identity into the stories, I'm hoping that we can start to budge some of that age-old and deeply ingrained stigma that sees sex workers often pigeonholed as one archetype or the whole community becomes homogenous to broader society when in actual fact, as the magazine, which is really just the tip of the iceberg, demonstrates is that our industry is it's so rich in different cultures and identities. And, yeah, to be able to start to weave that in there, I think, is it's important. And I totally agree with you. And with the magazine and, and the, you know, the new direction of the magazine, it, I, I would say that you know it, it looks like a lot of people have produced this and been involved with this magazine. How, how many people did you connect with to produce it? It is a one-person show in that I'm, it's my portfolio and I'm the one responsible for it. Uh, I obviously work with a printer to, to print it. I don't do that part. The volume of people I work with are more the people that you'd see and read about within the pages, so teeing up interviews and working out what somebody wants to talk about or which part of their work or identity they want to amplify and then that's where the core of the amount of people I work with comes from it's the people that are in the pages rather than the people behind the scenes which sadly is just me hopefully one day I can have a <laughs> team of people I'd love a small army this magazine is very well taught and it's very well written do you face any challenges on creating this magazine and how long does it take for you to actually produce this magazine the the first and foremost challenge would be that I'm only one person and that the magazine is only one part of my broader work portfolio but it would be the part that I get to you know release my creativity the most and I find it the most rewarding when I'm working on it so that's that's helpful outside of the labor of the magazine itself and pulling it together one of the biggest challenges is probably trying to stay true to someone's narrative helping them ensure that it's angled in a way that their experiences aren't coming across too negatively or in a way that could potentially be triggering for someone picking up the magazine the magazine is first and foremost supposed to be you know laced with pride and liberation and to elevate the positive experiences of sex work I also think that within the sex work community there's a certain pressure for people to frame things positively as a defense against non-peer communities because society is often really quick to look for indicators of negative experiences that then in turn validate their own unchecked biases around sex work and sex workers and the reality is that anyone in any industry can have a day at work sex workers don't seem to be granted that same license to then talk about 
having a day without being met with a stacks on of opinions or potentially lasting impacts around being transparent around work. Sex work is a largely positive experience and everyone has the occasional off day, but trying to stay true to someone's story and their narrative while encouraging them to frame things within a certain light, knowing who might pick up the magazine, I think can sometimes be a challenge. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Katie, with the contributors that you've got in your magazine, how do you actually find all these wonderful stories? I'd say it's a mix of different ways. It's slapdash and I wish I could say there's a a system to it, but there's just not. Some people contact me directly. Others I might have worked with or met in a in a peer space. They can be referred by friends. Uh, they sometimes come directly into my inbox looking for ways to be able to contribute to the program and the magazine is a great way to be able to contribute. Other people I have seen on Twitter or I'll reach out to and just explore if they'd ever want to participate. It's really organic and... I would never push someone to be involved. So I really make sure I take a backseat in the earlier conversations to really get a sense of if someone's ready to to be involved with a publication that could end up anywhere and how they want to involve, what name they want to use, if they want to use photographs or not. And, And then even the way that I crop those photos, depending on how a person wants to come across so, so that they're not identifiable or to some people it's really important that they are visible and then to others, yeah, it's really it's really personal and individual. So people come from all areas in all different ways and I'm very open to having conversations with anyone and exploring what a contribution might look like. So the contributors are all sex workers or former sex workers? Yes. In the most recent issue, and I've been having conversations recently with people around this to to work out is it a publication for sex workers to read and find escapism and connection back to community like is it important that it's only sex workers involved or is it sex worker content and about the industry so that's something that I I sometimes ruminate over because I'm not I'm not sure and I, I don't think I get to make those decisions I think it's community that should guide that one of the participants in the the most recent edition is a non-binary female presenting client who is uh attracted to women and seeks out uh cis female sex workers and I thought that that presented an interesting angle because a lot of workers often feel unsure about how to work with cis female clients or there's it's not as common and I thought that that presented another angle for the magazine that would be beneficial to some sex workers so it's not like a anyone can be involved if you haven't had sex work experience but I think if it's going to contribute to the education and for it to be informative or interesting for readers who will be largely sex workers then I'm always open to considering what something like that might look like. And Katie with each uh, edition of the Red Magazine is there a particular theme or topic that connects all the articles together? Historically, I believe there has been. Since I've come on board, I've kind of let that 
go out the window a little bit and it's been more focused around getting a diverse range of stories in there. The most recent magazine, people have assumed, has a LGBTIQ theme, which wasn't necessarily the case. I think the large undertone that I'd always be going for is intersectionality and diversity. On that note, are there articles that you would actually not accept or content that would be deemed unacceptable? There wouldn't be any space for articles that were including slurs or anything too negative or negative connotations um, perpetuating stigma within the industry. I think it's really important to ensure that whatever is put out in the magazine stays true to people's narrative but is framed in a way that's either lived experience or is only going to help alleviate and dissolve stigma and educate broader society because these magazines can end up anywhere and it's important not to waste that opportunity of education. It's true. When Katie contacted me, um, to do this interview for this magazine and I told her I, I don't have anything much negative to talk about and she said it's fine you can talk about all the positive at first I was like oh, maybe it's not that interesting for Red Magazine because we have read in the past where there's a lot of issues and a lot of negativity like they have to that workers facing so that's why I said like I'm all about the positive, positive stuff so she said no it's fine I'm, I'm still going to interview you the idea that positive experiences equal boring experience is totally untrue that's yeah 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 i mean every everyone says bad news sells but I, I think with this magazine it's especially important to to make sure it's uplifting and elevating um, like especially in this current climate that we're living in the mm. you know i want to provide workers who are largely out of work at the moment with opportunities for escapism and connection back to community and for it to act as a small prop in a way if it falls into non-sex worker hands to assist in educating people and, yeah, reminding people of the legitimacy of sex work. We also read this magazine will be renamed. Is that your idea of rebranding this magazine? I think I'm just <laughs> playing. I'm, yeah. I put a little, a tiny little note in there to welcome any ideas in future um, okay. from people who identify sex workers who, who might be interested in helping to rename the magazine or if we did rename and rebrand, what would that look like? How's the outcome? Nothing as yet. Maybe that means it's great as it is. I'm fine <laughs> with that too. I think uh-huh. sometimes I, I think that Red as a program, R-H-E-D, and then Red, R-E-D as a magazine under it can be a bit confusing or maybe a bit too similar. Perhaps there's scope to get a bit more creative or go a bit deeper with with renaming it and for that to be renamed by community. I think that would be quite special. Can we find this magazine online too? Yes, you can. People can find the Red Magazine online via the website issuu.com, so issue, and in the search bar, just type in Red Magazine, R-E-D Magazine, and that's an easy way to find it. But we will post the proper link on our Twitter page. How many magazines usually being produced? I had 1,500 of this current issue printed, and the idea is usually that we distribute a lot within brothels across Victoria because that's a an an easy way to get them to work as quickly. But in the current 
climate that is COVID-19. <laughs> That's proving a little tricky to achieve. Um, hopefully this changes in the not-too-distant future, of course. But in the interim, I've posted around, I think, maybe 600 outs to various subscribers and people that have requested it. I'll just keep chipping away at doing that until there's a time that we can get back into venues and um, how many issues are there in a year? It's biannual, so there's two per year. So when is issue number 38 coming out? Well, <laughs> this is a grey area question just in this current climate because the standard answer would be October. Depends how quickly we move this one on. Red, the program is also moving into the new Victorian Pride Centre later this year. So there's a lot of there's a lot of change and there's a lot of adapting happening change, at the though. moment. Always. I think mm. that, you know, when when big things happen, there's it's a good chance to shake up what has been normal and, yeah, review everything. And, and how do people actually get a copy? So for now, they're available at the Star Health sites, which are all in the southeast catchment of Victoria, or you can email Red and get one posted to you directly. And outside of that, they're normally available in all the brothels, um, but also acknowledging that a lot of workers aren't working in brothels or work privately. The easiest thing is probably to contact Red to have one posted directly to you. What is the Red email address? So it's sexworker at sexworker.org. Pre-shutdown, looked at stocking it in different uh, inclusive areas such as Hairs and Hyenas Bookshop, which was going well. My aim would be in the future to get it into more places like that, just to make it more accessible in different different areas outside of the south side to ensure it's falling into a wide range of different hands. Acknowledging that if you're a non-sex worker, it's really important to practice responsible curiosity. So, Katie, what? Is the future of this magazine like what can you see? What can we actually see in a few years' time? In a few years' time, well, let, mm. let's pick five years just to give okay. it a just to give it a cemented timeline. Oh, yeah. look, I'm I'm just dreaming, you know, broad brushstrokes, blue skies. By then, I imagine we'll have decriminalisation in Victoria too. So maybe yes. it would be more appropriate for a magazine like this to be widely distributed and doesn't need to be so clandestine and kept within community. It can be um, used as a more educational tool to continue to, yeah, help people to understand the industry and the legitimacy of it. Yeah, continue to raise awareness and dissolve stigma. So proud of you, Katie, for for doing this magazine, to be honest. Super proud. Oh, thank you, Sassy. Well, and super um, proud to be in it as well. Yeah, yeah, let's focus <laughs> on that. <laughs> Katie, if people want to be involved in the magazine as a contributor, how do they contact you? I think that the easiest way would still be through the the Reds email, which is sexworker at sexworker.org.au. And just make sure you include in the subject line that it's Red Magazine related and that will that will end up in my inbox. Well, thank you, Katie, for coming into our show today and chat with us about the magazine. As I said, I'm so Honored to be featured in this set, uh, not September issue. Um, this <laughs> <laughs> you can you can say that you can say that. It it feels like it was March a week ago. It, Who knows? It feels I know. like I was involved. I was not. When to be honest, when I received the magazine, I didn't expect it to be like this at all. So that's when I, <laughs> that's when I saw it. I was like, oh my god, this is yeah. 
this is um different. So thank you for being with us in the show today. And uh, as I said earlier, I'm so honored to be featured in issue number 37 on Red Magazine and edited by you. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to read more of um the magazine for sure. Thank you so much, Sassy. And I'll just do a shout out to um, Jesse Nageo. I've probably pronounced their last name wrong. I'm awful at um, awful at that stuff. But uh, fabulous, fabulous cover art. So badass. So cool. Mm. Definitely worth having having one in print just for that cover image. I think it really pops and really speaks to the times. I think too. And just one one more note. If you if you are interested in contributing, but you don't you don't think you have a story or you're you're not used to writing, or there's always a way that we can um, get around it. I'm happy to work with anyone, and um, we can yeah work it out together. So I'll, I'll just say we all carry a story. Everyone has an experience that's worth hearing about and a story worth sharing. So. Don't don't let that be a barrier to contributing if you don't feel like you're up to scratch or that you have a story worth sharing because mm. I would say that's, yeah, far from the truth. Join us next Thursday, 6 p.m., for another episode of Behind Closed Doors on 3CR 855 AM and digital. We are Australia's only sex worker radio show. Thanks for listening. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live.